It's great to have you here at Westover today. And I just want to share with you that I have the great privilege of sharing with you a message that's been on my heart for a couple of weeks. I've been thinking about this moment and what I could share with you. And I've been mulling this over in my heart, and I believe this is a word for you today. For many of us, the past two years, we felt like everything's been shut down. Everything's been closed. Everything's been closed off. Your favorite theme parks, your favorite restaurants, school, everything's been different. In fact, a lot of people these days, they call this the great resignation. This is when people are resigning their jobs, looking for something new, looking for something better. But instead of calling this a great resignation, I'm, also, I'm actually calling this the great godly reset. I believe God is resetting some, th- some things in our life. He's bringing some alignment to some things in our life. And I want you to get ready for what God has. We may have been shut down, but I believe God's about to open new things for us. In fact, I've titled today's message, When God Opens New Doors. When God opens New doors. I believe we're at the point where God's about to open brand new doors for you and I. I think there's doors that he's about to open. Things may have been shut down for a while, but God is about to open brand new doors for you and I. And I say, praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus, for being willing to open new doors for you and I today. I believe he has something for us, church, and I want us to be ready for it. There's something in in the world called hinge moments. A hinge moment is a moment in time where you go from one season into the next. You go from one room that God has you into into another moment. It's a pivot point in your life. It's where your life changes forever. And I believe that God has a hinge moment for you and I this year. He's been having us in the waiting room of life Waiting and waiting and waiting and wondering, God, what do you have? And I think we're on the threshold, and we're about to take a step into the new thing that God has for us, and I'm excited, and I'm excited for this church, and I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for your family, and I'm excited for your business, and I'm excited for your grandchildren and your children, even the ones that are far from God. I'm excited for them because God is going to create a hinge moment where everything changes. What I've discovered about hinge moments is that hinge moments happen often what we seem to think unexpectedly. Often we don't realize that we're in a hinge moment. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. For you, sir, ma'am, I know you're married now, but there was a moment when you went on a date with someone that you never met before, or you went out with friends, and you met that person, and you didn't realize that that meeting was a hinge moment. Maybe, kids, for you, it was going from preschool into elementary school, or elementary school into middle school, or middle school into high school. These are hinge moments. They're moments where your life changes. In fact, what they say about hinge moments is that the decisions, the actual decision, only accounts for about 100 minutes of time. Yes, you think about, you think about, you think about, but in these hinge moments, it's about 100 minutes of time in the span of about 70 or 80 years. You probably get about 20 to 30 hinge moments in life. And the decisions we make at those hinge moments determine the trajectory of our life. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss the hinge moment that God has for us. I don't want you to miss the hinge moment that God has for you. God cares about your hinge moments. He wants you to get them right. Because if you get them right, 
your life will advance exponentially. But if we get them wrong, it can cause problems for decades to come. So you may be wondering, what is a hinge moment and when does a hinge moment happen? Well, I have two thoughts for you. Two hints that God gives us about hinge moments. Number one, hinge moments happen and they require a decision. We have to make a decision. We have to say, God, I'm no longer gonna stay here. I've got to move forward. I can't be doing this anymore. I've got to do that now. I can't stay here anymore. I've got to go there now. These are moments when we have to make a decision. And then once we make that decision, the second way we know that we're in a hinge moment is there's a transition. There's a moment where our life changes forever. This is good news, church. I know it's been chaotic. I know it's been challenging. I know it's been difficult. I know you may think, God, why did you allow all this chaos? But part of the reason why he he allowed this chaos to occur is to prepare you for the change he's bringing to you. He must prepare us for what he's prepared for us. We need to be ready to step into what God has for us. I've learned that hinges in heaven creak when God is about to move. Hinges in heaven creak when God is about to move. I believe God gives us hints about when he's about to move. In fact, hinge moments happen in five areas. In family, faith, friendships, focus, and future. We have a decision to make, church. Who is Jesus gonna be to us? Who is he gonna be to us in this next season? Are we gonna be part of a church family? That's faith, friendships, kids, students. Who are your friends? Do your friends lead you closer to Jesus? Do they help you make good choices? Who are gonna be the people you do life with? The third area is focus. What are you learning now? What are you focusing on? What classes are you taking, students, to advance? What colleges are you applying for? Are you gonna go to the military? Are you gonna get a job? What are you gonna do after college? What career are you gonna pursue? Focus, family. Who are you dating? Who are you choosing to marry? Are you gonna start a family? And then really future. What will your career be? What are you gonna decide to do with your life? Are you just gonna pursue financial success or spiritual significance or both? Hinges in heaven creak when God is about to move. And I believe he's about to move, church. I don't know, I sense it in my heart. Often we sense the move of God before we see it. We sense it before we see it. We sense it before we see it. We sense it before we see it. And I'm sensing it. And I truly believe that many of you are sensing the move of God. There's something he wants to do in our life. And so I wanna share with you today out of the word of God about how we can be prepared for when God opens new doors, when God allows us to step through a hinge moment. So I wanna invite you to, Rome, uh, to Revelation chapter three. We're gonna look at verses seven and eight. Open up your Bible, your Bible app, your Westover app. Let's look at the word of God together. Revelation chapter three, verses seven and eight. Let's look together. This is the, one, this is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. Now, who is that referring to, kids? Who is the one who's the one that's holy and true? That's Jesus. Jesus is the one that's holy and true. What he opens, no one can close, and what he closes, no one can open. Now, watch this. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. God wants to move in our house. 
God wants to move in your life. He wants to open a brand new door. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. I'm saying, God, what new door do you have for me? What new door do you have for your people? What new door do you have for them? God, may we be attentive to your voice so that when you open that door, we're ready to step through it. I don't want us to miss the hinge moment and the open door that God has for us. Fortunately, God's word gives us some hints about how we can be ready for a hinge moment. I wanna share with you three ways to be ready for your hinge moment, to be ready when God opens a door. Number one, rest first, then ring the bell. Rest first, then ring the bell. <clears throat> now, when Danae and I, we went from just being friends to dating, it just so happened that she lived in an apartment, and she lived on a second-floor apartment. I really wish it was a first-floor apartment, but a second-floor apartment. What I'd have to do is I'd have to run up the stairs when I was ready to take her on a date. What I'd find is I'd get to the top of the stairs and right outside her door, and then I would be out of breath. And it wasn't because I was out of shape. It's because she would leave me breathless. I know, that's corny. I know. But when I'd get there, I'd ring the doorbell. And then I would wait. Now, just a pro tip, guys. If you're dating someone, don't ring the doorbell a couple times. Because it starts the date off all wrong. Okay? She'll get frustrated. <laughs> Here's the deal. You're not ready till she's ready. And all the women said amen to that. <clears throat> You're not ready till she's ready. So often what would happen is I would ring the doorbell and I'd have to wait. I'd have to wait for her to open the door. If she was ready, she would open the door. But if she wasn't, she'd make me wait outside. And then finally she would open the door and then I would experience the blessing of seeing who's now my beautiful bride, Danae. We've been married 15 years, praise the Lord. We're going on 16 this year, and I say thank the Lord for allowing us to journey this long together. But the truth is, is that I would have to wait. The problem is, is that many of us, we have a problem with patience. Now, kids, I'm not inviting you to look at your parents right now, but often us as parents, we have a hard time with patience. You know, sometimes your parents are frustrated when they're driving along the way, and they share their frustration with the front of the windshield or they're frustrated in the checkout line because it takes too long. <clears throat> One of the things that I do is, you know, I have to admit, I, I struggle with this, but often what I do is I'll allow my son to stand in another line and I'll stand in one line and then we just try to figure out who gets up closer and then we'll jump lines. So God's working on me with that. But for some of you, even Amazon Prime shipping is too long. You want it right now. Today is too late. We've missed the moment. Many of us, we have a problem with waiting. But God doesn't. Because he knows something that we don't. And I'm here to tell you that if God's making you wait right now, it's not because he's holding out on you. It's not because he's trying to hold back on you. It's because he sees something and he knows something that you don't. And the verses here tell us a hint about what may be happening in your life. Verse eight says this, you have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. You may be saying, God, I'm ready to walk through the next door you have for me. And he's saying, hold on, hold on. I want you to pause. I want you to wait. I want you to catch your breath so that you're ready for when I open the door. Because once I open that door, once you cross that threshold into the next season, you're gonna need to run. 
I don't know if you heard that. Some of us, we need to rest in God's presence because once he opens that door, we're gonna need to run to follow him into the next thing that he has for us. We must be willing to be patient. We must be willing to say, God, I'm willing to rest in your presence. For you see, in the waiting room of life, that's where we meet Jesus. Blessings may be on the other side and in the next room and on the other side of the door, but God's presence is with us right now in the waiting room of life. And often we think that the blessing is more important than the waiting room, but we fail to realize that the greatest blessing of life is the presence of God, and we need to learn to wait in his presence. We need to learn to get to know him. We need to learn to be faithful in his presence because we're gonna need him in the next season. Often what happens is we want to rush into the blessing that God has for us and often we're not fully connected to him. And what happens is we step into the next season and we say, God, I've got this, I've got this. And we walk through the door and he's not leading us. So often what God will do is he'll keep that door shut. Why? So we need him, so we depend on him in this season. So we'll need him and depend on him in the next season. So what do you do? What do you do when you find yourself in the waiting room of life? Well, you obey while you wait. You obey while you wait. This is what the verse says here. Yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. Obey right away, kids. Obey right away. I'm gonna talk to you kids and students right now. I know you're at home and I know you've got parents and they just don't understand what it's like to be you. They don't understand that video games and hanging out with your friends and eating candy is so important. I get it, it's important. But can I offer a hint to you? This is a, just a pro tip for you. If you listen and obey to your parents, they'll give you more privileges. They'll give you more privileges. They'll give you more responsibility. They'll give you more latitude. So do yourself a favor and obey right away. If you do, it'll help you out. It'll help you step into the next season. Now, some of you, you're teenagers, and you want to drive, right? You want to get your license. You're 15 years old, and you're ready to drive. I'm going to tell you this. If you want to drive, make sure to keep your room clean. <laughs> Ask your parents. I promise you. If you can be faithful with the little, you can be faithful with much. They'll trust you with the car if they can trust you with your room. They'll trust you with the car if, they'll if you they can trust you with your homework. If you're willing to obey right away, you'll be able to step into the next thing that God has for you. Be faithful today so you can be fruitful tomorrow. Here's the problem. Many of us, we want microwave miracles and not crock pot faith. We want microwave miracles and not crock pot uh, faith. We want it right now, and God's saying, there's some things you can only enjoy that come out of the crock pot. God has something he's stewing for you, something he's preparing for you. The word of God says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's preparing something for you. He's not holding out. He's just cooking something in the kitchen of heaven for you, and he's saying, if you're just willing to wait, you can savor what I have for you. Here's what I've discovered. Obedience in one season leads to opportunity in the next. Obedience in this season will create opportunity for you in the very next season. So what do you do? You rest first, 
and then you ring the doorbell. Catch your breath, obey, and get ready for the next thing that God has for you. The second way to be ready for your hinge moment is to, number two, let God unlock the next door. Let God be the one to unlock the next door. Now, kids, have you ever walked through the wrong door? Maybe the first day of school and you walk into the wrong classroom because you don't know who your teacher is yet, and you walk in and the teacher says, who are you, and you say your name. They check the list, they say, oh no, you need to be in this other person's class. So you kind of blush a little bit and then you go over to the next class and you get there. Maybe students, you've experienced walking through the wrong door. You've walked into your brother or your sister's room and they're grumpy, and what happens? They get frustrated at you. A couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, my wife was wrapping Christmas presents in our bedroom. Now, we made the mistake of not locking the door. But what happened is my daughter came up to the door and she opened the door unannounced and said, Mom. She opened the door and said, Mom. And then she saw and she went, Oops. And then she closed the door and she backed out. She learned. She walked through the door that wasn't open for her. Now, we learned after that that we need to lock the door when we wrap presents. And I would say, parents, that's a good pro tip for you. But often what happens in life is we're like that. We often walk through doors that God has yet to unlock for us. And you adults know there have been moments in life when you've walked through doors, maybe even kicked down doors that God had not opened and what you discover on the other side of that door is disappointment and frustration. Part of the reason why God keeps doors locked is either it's not time or it's not for you. It's not time or it's not for you. And when we walk through doors that it's not time or it's not for us, we're not gonna experience blessing. But I will tell you this, when God unlocks the door at the right time, you'll experience blessing. Look at what it says in verses seven and eight. This is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. Listen to this, and this is a good word. What he opens, no one can close, and what he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do. God knows the doors he wants you to walk through. In fact, every door that you're intended to walk through, God will open it for you. I'm convinced of this. If we're willing to wait on God and his timing and what he has in store for us, he'll unlock every door that you are intended to walk through. Because, as the verse says, he is the key of David. Now, you may be wondering, what's this all about? The key of David, right? Now, remember King David in the Old Testament? How many of you kids remember that? Raise your hand if you're in here. You remember that. Yes, King David. God says, I'm giving Jesus the keys to the kingdom of King David. I wanna illustrate this with a key that I have. Now, many of you, you heard this from Pastor Jim, but I'm, I'm gonna do it again for the benefit of all of us. Pastor Jim has a key here at Westover that I also have. It's called a master key. And with this master key, I can get into any building, any room, any space in this house. Why? because I have the master key. It gets me in to any office, any meeting room, any closet, anywhere. It gets me anywhere and everywhere. But here's the thing. 
Not everybody has this key. My kids don't have this key. Their friends don't have this key. Volunteers don't have this key. But I have this key. Why? Because I've been entrusted with the responsibility in this house. So I have the key. This is called the master key. Here's what I'm here to tell you is that Jesus has the master key because he is the master. He is the master and he has the master key to every door in the kingdom. Every door that you're intended to walk through, God has the master key. And he's just waiting for you to get close to him so that he can unlock the next door for you. I don't know if that makes you excited, but it sure makes me excited. Because God has the key to the kingdom and he's ready to open the next door for you. And if we're willing to be obedient, I believe that God's keys will open doors to big blessings. If you want to experience blessings... Get close to Jesus, and at the right time, he will unlock the next door for you. Be willing to wait. Be willing to catch your breath. Be willing to wait right beside him. Be willing to allow him to unlock that door and to lead you into the next thing that he has for you. Don't miss out what he has for you. This verse says that God sees everything that you do. Kids, students, adults, God sees everything that we do. Some of you are wondering, God, when are you going to open the next door for me? Could it be that there's something that he's spoken or something that he's expected of you in this season? And if you're willing to obey in this season, he'll unlock the door to the next season. See, with God, he won't promote you until we're willing to be obedient. We've got to be willing to be obedient in this season. Because if we're faithful with the little, he can entrust much more. God has keys to the kingdom, and he's ready to unlock the door. He's ready to create a hinge moment for you where the door of opportunity, the door into your future, the door into what God has for you is about to open. And I'm just here to say, God, I'm ready to do anything and everything you need me to do in this season so that I can qualify for you to unlock the door to the next thing that you have for me. He sees everything that we do in public, in private, in the morning, in the evening, at night. He sees everything. And he judges our obedience. And our obedience qualifies us for big blessing. Now the third way to be ready for your hinge moment is when the door opens, walk through. Say walk through. When the new door opens, walk through. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. When he says it's time to go, it's time to go. But here's the thing. We don't control the timing. But God does. He's the king. He knows the perfect time. In fact, trust God's timing. It's perfect. God's timing is perfect, church. He knows exactly when you need to walk through. So what do you do while you wait? You prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for what God has for you. Do everything that you can to get ready so that when that door opens, you can walk through. He's saying, I'm about to put before you an open door. I'm about to put before you the next opportunity. Now, in the verses I just read, it says that he will open doors that no one can shut, and he will shut doors that no one can open. But then it says in verse 8, look at what it says. I have opened a door for you. Say you. Better yet, say me. 
I have opened a door for you that no one can close. He says it in general. I open doors and I close doors. But then he says, I'm opening a door for you. And for some of you, you need to tuck that in your heart. This promise isn't just for the person sitting next to you. It's for you. God's going to put before you a hinge moment. God's going to put before you an opportunity. And when that moment comes, he's saying, are you willing? Are you willing to step through? Are you willing to prepare yourself? At any moment, he's going to open it. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know how that opportunity is going to come. But I want you to be prepared. I want you to be ready. He's about to lead us through church. Trust his timing. It's perfect. So as I close, here's what I want to do. I want to invite you to stand. And we're going to close this moment with worship. Because some of you, you need to rest in his presence. I know the past two years have been hard. They've been challenging. And he's saying, I want you to come into my presence. And I want you to worship. I want to move in your life. I want to do something brand new. I want to transform and some of you, I know you may feel like you're ready, but can I just invite you to worship in his presence and rest and be ready for what he has for you? God is something for you, church, and I don't want you to miss it. And so what I'm gonna do is we're gonna...